I mean, who knows? There's a lot of <laughs> dust. Yeah, the the is the it's the maid the maid's day off today. <laughs> Mate, looking at the dust on this, <laughs> she's had Tre- the year Tre- off. Trevor's referring to my roadcaster, which uh, is used pretty heavily during the week yep. for this podcast and for my own. <laughs> pretty heavily for two <laughs> podcasts. two shows. No, no, I record some phone calls and interviews and stuff on it as well. Hmm. But uh, yeah. And there's no suggestion of coronavirus on it anyway, Trev. No, nah, mate. You're good. Did you bring your hand sanitizer just in case, though? Uh, no. Do you still carry that around? No. Yeah, I don't either. I just don't touch things. Have we? Yeah. That's what are I are we Are we through it, you reckon? I think tomorrow, uh, so we're recording this on Thursday, so Friday in New South Wales. I think it's going to linger. Ten people in a restaurant, ten people in a cafe. Yeah, but still. Don't four, think restaurants are going to open just for ten four, people. Though. Four people positive. My, my mum won't even open. Really? I rang and said, Mum, you know, as of Friday, you can open the restaurant for 10 people, not the bar. Yeah. She goes, yeah, I don't think I want to. Yeah, she's having a And holiday. by the way, that's not because, you know, a lot of, you know, like uh, Neil Perry's like, well, we seat 200 and we wouldn't make money. <laughs> My mum wouldn't have more than four people in that restaurant ever. Yeah. But she just couldn't be asked. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. So, I don't know what she's doing. She's just enjoying giving people takeaway. I, uh, oh, she's still doing takeaways. That's good. Yeah. yeah. I, um... My mum, I because I do, I'm putting stuff on her Facebook page for her. So I took some photos when I went up there a few months ago to use them on the Facebook page, and I put a photo up of mum handing food out the window where the takeaway is going to be. And <laughs> so every week I put different ones up. This one I put up, and I go, you know, we're still open for takeaway. Just come by. We'll pass it out the window. Da da da. Yep. And you know, I boosted like I paid fifty bucks in the area. That's like everyone that lives there. <laughs> yeah, like right. It's going to hit everyone. <laughs> anyway, so it's going well. This boost, and it's getting lots of comments. You know, lovely yeah. pizza. Da 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 da. And like oh, normally, no one comments. And then this woman, random, she goes, well, "Where am I going to eat it?" And I just wrote back as the Walk Road Hotel. I wrote, "You yeah, well, you're free to take it home and enjoy it there, or perhaps you could find a park on the way home." And you know, just trying to be nice. <laughs> and she goes, "You meant to eat food as soon as it's served. You should know that." And oh my god, mate! I Dark didn't say patrol. anything. I didn't have to say anything. The locals just oh, smashed her, piled on, smashed her, giddy up. And, it, and you know what? She deleted the comment. Wow, that's how bad wow. she got smashed by the locals. Yeah, what a narky comment! Exactly. Like, okay, if you, she was just what do you she wasn't filthy with the pub. She was filthy with the you know with the lockdown, and what, she was she taking live, it out. Does she live like an hour away. Yeah, she was fifty k's away. Yeah, right. Because most people do. Uh, mate, there's know, only six people that live over four and k's of my mum's pub. <laughs> Pull over and eat it. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Mate, I went to, I was down at Robertson today, down in the Southern Highlands, and I went to the pie shop. And there are two people per, you know, are allowed in there any one time. You're going to get your pie and walk out, basically. And everyone's just parked out the front, eating their pies in their car. Smashing it. Just great. Yeah, there's been a few in-car consumption of food in the last couple of months. Why not? And I've I've done it. You've done it. They should bring back the roller skate diners. Yeah, well, then put a little tray outside (laughs) your window. (laughs) Like happy days. Yeah. Drive-in yeah. movies, are they open yet? <laughs> someone, someone suggested that they use the drive-in movie format for a concert. Could you imagine anything worse, sitting in a car, yeah. Oh, yeah. listening to a concert? <laughs> what? I don't know. That's We're getting desperate now. Musicians obviously can't perform in front of a, pub, a crowd at pubs and clubs and whatever. So imagine that. Would you, would you do that? Would you go to a drive-in to watch a concert? Well, I wouldn't personally. I, I'd put it to you this way: I wouldn't go to see you know just anyone, but John Farnham's performing there. I'm there. Oh, absolutely. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. I think that if depends on who Empire the Empire of the Sun were there, <laughs> yeah. you probably would. Maybe, but I don't think they would uh, bother with the drive-in yeah, concept. So. Um, yeah. Stephen, before we get onto the show, uh, shout out to the people that did sign up for the private feed. There's only five spots left. Five so, spots. Um, so <laughs> you know, it's quite <laughs> simple. Go, 
It's and like the Boxing Day sales, the big, people waiting at the door, they're going to rush in. Big thanks to the people at Wooshka for giving us double the number yes. of uh, feeds you meant to normally have. Well, we are but pioneers in this space, aren't I'm we? I'm not asking for any more, yeah. uh, mainly because, and to the people that have got the private feed and haven't been able to get it working, I hear you, we're, we're guinea pigs. Uh, Apple Podcasts is really the only way you can get it at the moment. Uh, one of our listeners, Rob, did get it working in Pocket Cast. Uh, I don't know. I, I yeah. can't give you any advice yet until we, we muck around with it a bit and uh, we'll see how it goes. But bottom line, after every show, there should be a feed there. So if you have to delete the feed and re-add it, go for your life, whatever yeah. you need to do. But um, Big little, borrow little and of, steal. Well, that's how I live my life. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's not why we're here. But if you wanted to, you need to go to our websites and, uh, and email us and I will add you to the private feed. Stephen will forward your email to me. Yeah, I will, I've I'm, done that a few times I'm in the last week. I'm administering the feed yeah. and I've been adding the names. And You must think, am, been, I, am I in your junk folder yet? I've sent you enough emails <laughs> in the last week. How did you know? Have you been looking at my, my computer? <laughs> uh, but no, we're, we're, we're loving a bit of, uh, bit of friendly banter uh, in the private feed. So if you want to be part of it, go to the website, techguide.com.au or eftm.com. Welcome to Two Blokes Talking Tech. Not a bad price. With Trevor Long from EFTM.com. Really handy device. And Stephen Fennec from techguide.com.au. Stephen, episode 436. Thanks to the good people at Netgear and Uniden, long-time supporters of the show, and we appreciate their support, and we appreciate you supporting them. Um, it's a lot going on right now, uh, frankly, in the tech world. Lots of little things. Uh, yeah. Do, do you feel like it's picking back up? I mean, I feel it is like a bit. Uh, we're really getting... It you know. is a bit. A company reached out and asked if I, if I was up to attend an event in July. And I said, um, if it's not illegal, I'll come. <laughs> I, um, I said, maybe. What was your response? They're, 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 we won't name the company. Their email... Well, it was a PR company. We don't even, oh, no, that right. Yeah, they no, they're representing, yeah. Um, they said, uh, if you could reply yes or no by close of business. <laughs> so what does Trevor do? I, I wrote back, maybe. <laughs> Well, I didn't want to. Over, I didn't want to commit Why? because that's like RSVP. You got something on in July, have you? I might. <laughs> got a little trip maybe planned, or I, I just might not want to go. <laughs> I don't want to be committed to things. Trevor, he's got to be different. He's got to be different. He's got to do it his own way. Just I don't. And like, that's what we like about. I don't you, like committing to things. Yeah. I was just. I was just flagging that if they put an event on. I would consider it at the time. It's like, you know, three months ago, do you remember the emails that were coming that were saying if we did a thing at, in France or wherever, you know, yeah, would, you? Like, would you go? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, well, I'd have to think about it. Like, yeah. you know, we'd yeah, but, have to yeah, analyse at the time. And then when the time came, it was like, hell no, I'm not going. Yeah, but when, but when they asked you, it was, we didn't know what was going on. But now it's, we seem to be on the back end of this. July is still, what, two months away. Yeah, but Australia's so, on the back end of it. I know, but the, the events in Australia. This anyway. not. This isn't a trip. It's an event in Sydney, isn't it? Is See, I, I think you're forgetting. I don't go to events. Yeah, <laughs> I've noticed that about you. <laughs> that's the hardest part about this. Is I've got I've, no excuses. I've got to represent for us. not to go to these things anymore. Yeah. Anyway, um, speaking of things uh, coming to the fore and being announced, I um, I'll be honest. I didn't think Samsung would announce the prices for their 8K TVs this soon. After announcing the 4K range, I, well, I honestly LG thought it was going. The hand, I think. You think so? Yeah, I definitely. thought it was going to be like a July thing when they, uh, you know, come out and hit the market. Well, they're available now, today. I think two things have happened. One, LG went holus bolus. They announced everything, they went every model, yeah. every price, even if they weren't in market today. They yeah. announced all the prices. Secondly, everything I'm hearing is TV sales are going great. Exactly. I'm, I've got a story actually going to publish tomorrow about that. So I've got some quotes from all the brands, but. Year on year, you're right. I'm, I'm, my info is that sales are up 20% year on year. Yeah. And eight, and the prices that, that Samsung announced today, while they're high, it's an 8K TV, though. Yeah. We're, we're talking 
We're talking Rolls Royce here. Like we're the these these are premium premium TVs. The Q nine fifty T. It is a bias market though for TVs right the now. The Q nine fifty T, which is their eight K yeah. premium flagship TV, this is the is one beautiful. that we saw yeah. in Korea. It is yeah. stunning. There, it looks like it's hanging on the wall with no border yeah, around it. It's, it's beautiful. Yeah. It tops out at twenty one nine nine nine. So twenty two thousand dollars for an eighty five inch. Yeah. Ten grand for a sixty five inch. Now, that's a ridiculous amount of money. Yeah. And. I don't know. I mean, if you've got a lot of money, then this is the best and most beautiful TV it, you could buy. Yeah, but it's like you, you can buy a Porsche or you can buy a, 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 a Ford Falcon. It's a, it, there's a choice. Well, you can't buy a Falcon anymore, obviously. Okay, well, you know what I mean. You can buy a, a, a Hyundai. Yes. It's it's a, you either, that that's why the, a, a, a Rolls Royce and a, and a Mercedes Benz and all those cars cost more because they're beautiful, they're luxurious, they're well-crafted, they've got all these features and yeah, the other car kind of does the same thing, mm. but just not in as nice a way. Yeah, and I so think that's the comparison. I think the the thing about the way you'll convince the misses on this one, if you're <laughs> a squillionaire, if you strike a powerball, is is this thing's beautiful when it's off, beautiful yeah. when it's on. It like is it's remarkable. Just, it is really nice. It's just nice. a beautiful yeah. television. I remember when we saw it, we thought, "Wow, we were stunned." Eh? Yeah. And just to give you an idea, Trev mentioned it before the. The screen looks like it's just there. There's no bezel. It's just the picture and nothing else. And then the edges of the TV, when you're looking at it side on, is where all the grills are, where all the speakers are. Imagine imagine you've got a, a bit of paper that's beige, the colour of your wall, and then you get a, a photo, remember an old school photo printer, <laughs> and you sit the photo on the paper. Now draw a, a, a line around that photo, a border around that photo with a Sharpie. Yeah. That's your normal TV. With this Samsung, draw it with a with a HB pencil. Yeah, like just thin, a one yeah. thin line around the outside. That's the the contrast yeah. is as much as a texture versus a pencil on a drawing Absolutely. on a bit of paper. It, it's beautiful, but yeah. it's also very expensive. And they'll sell them. They'll sell yeah. them. No worries. Oh, and those are re- recommended retail. I'm, I'm sure in retail they're gonna, they're going to probably be cheaper. But you know, we're talking here an 8K TV. We're talking this just the technology. You're paying for the technology on board. The yeah. technology on board this TV is not your average TV. There's things like the active voice amplifier mm. that can actually increase the volume of the spoken word on what you're watching. So if there's music and effects and everything going on, it'll pinpoint the voice and make it louder. Yeah. So that that's one. It can also... It's got the object, uh, object tracking sound as well. So the speakers around the edges of the screen, if it moves... Say an object moves left to right on the screen you'll hear that directional sound from the TV, which normally you need an array of speakers to have that effect. So th- th- this isn't just a... You're not just paying for the added pixels. You're paying for all these this in- enhanced technology and the AI. The Just the upscaling alone is an achievement as well. Their 8K upscaling, yeah. which we saw as well in Korea, that is remarkable how they can improve an image from you know, even HD quality to 8K quality. Yeah, and it's done not just through the basic technology that exists to take pixels to, to a greater level, but it's this, the use of the term artificial intelligence, it's difficult to explain, uh, deep machine learning, there's a whole bunch of different things they say, but basically Samsung has taken thousands of pictures and they've run them through a computer, and that computer has looked at the pictures, and it's able to determine what things are. And it's created a database of mm. things, thousands yeah. and thousands like of objects, so like things. trees and horses and yeah. cats and, and, and plants. So and the TV is able to go, there's a cat, a tree, and a house in there. 
uh, a tree has lots of little leaves. Be sure to, you know, overemphasize those little leaves. A cat has fur. A house has straight lines. You know, try yeah. like there's basic things that it's doing, and this is all happening well, in milliseconds as it appears yeah. on your screen. So incredible. It's not like you have to run your disc through the machine <laughs> for it to 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 analyze, upscale, and then you play it. This happens in real time. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. So that's the Samsung range announced with the 8K pricing, which is awesome. But the other, the others, the Q800T though. So the Q950, yeah, there is down. the Q800. So there's like a uh, top shelf and there's slightly lower shelf of 8K Still TVs. Still out of reach of most people. Well, but the, the, the <laughs> most that's affordable. That's how high the shelf is. Yeah, the most affordable is a 65 inch, which is 63.99, which is you know, I reckon probably in retail that's probably five triple nine. But just, but I mean on. Um, a comparison, you know, a top end LG is about five grand, mm. so you're paying about well, fifteen. We're, we're more about for to talk about a their eight K. We're about to talk about a sixty five inch OLED from LG that's mm. five thousand three hundred ninety nine bucks. Mm. So you're kind of in the nearly in the ballpark. Yep. But the uh, I noticed too that the top size, the biggest size is in the nine fifty. They've got an eighty five, and the eight hundred has an eighty two. It's not an 85, so there's, there's two different sizes there. Interesting. So um, the 82-inch, though, the Q800T comes in at 11649 which I think if you ha- if that price from from two years, whenever they were two years ago when they announced the first ones, that is remarkable pricing for yeah. just in two years the price has come down. Also, that's the manufacturer-suggested retail price. Yeah. And I'll bring you now to that LG conversation, which is yeah. pricing-wise. Uh, we, we've both looked at an LG OLED the C10, which is listed at 53. It's yep. it's at 44, 45 uh, in, much lower, in retail yeah. already. Wow. I looked, so what I did, I took every single LG that was announced that's now available in stores. Yep. They are all, to the number, 16.7% cheaper wow. than, your ma- than the manufacturer retail so listed there must price. Be a bit, there must be a margin in them, don't they? Well, I mean, the manufacturer listed price, uh. Uh, you know, has so much margin built into it that... that Harvey Norman and JB are happy to pull 16.7% off wow. it. That's pretty good. So it also makes me think, why are we even bother quoting the prices yeah. the manufacturers recommend? Well, I always, uh, I mentioned in my story, I know you did a bit more on yours, but I mentioned in mine that I'd seen it cheaper. Yeah. So I think having the RRP and the fact that, look, you, you're probably not going to pay this in store, I think is While a good we're thing. talking TV, and before we talk about the specific TV we both had, on the LG front, also when you look at prices in retail, there's three LG OLED TVs. There's the B10, the C10, and the G10. And the B, gallery, C, yeah. and G. Yep. B and C, uh, uh, OLED C has nearly all the, the top-end features. B lacks a few little things. Yeah. So not, it's not amazing. Good, better, best. Yes. Yep. The gallery is pretty much the C with a couple extra things, and most importantly, the width or the depth of the TV has been spread across the whole thing. It's the gallery wall. It's made yeah. to be wall-mounted. Two, I think it's two centimetres off the wall. Mate. It's only $500 more than the C. Wow. Right? So Worth you, the extra at, cash. At JB, you can spend four grand on the B, f- four and a half on the C, and five for the G at a 65-inch. Wow, that's pretty good. I, I don't know why you're wow. buying the C10. Yeah, go when, hard. When, go big. When the G, which is going to be... Because it's going to be wall-mounted anyway. Unless you are not... If you're wall-mounting your TV, yeah. you're mad not to buy the yeah. gallery TV. But e- even not wall-mounted, the gallery is still a smart-looking television. I like the stand. Yeah. I like yeah. their, their, you know, their slipstream little stand nice. on, on the B and the C. But it is. But I, I saw it. You saw it at CS. were mounted on the wall. Mm. Beautiful. I, I, put, I put like a, a, a die, a, a quarter next to it, and it was... 
the quarter was f- further off the wall than the TV. Mm. So it's remarkable how like it's it. That's which, why they call it gallery. It's like hanging a painting. Which which is interesting because most people refer, uh, I guess they associate OLED with thinness because when you yeah. walk up to an OLED and the the C10 we reviewed, a super, you know, it's thinner than an iPhone. It's a two dollar yeah. coin thickness at the top. Yep. So for the for the top half of the TV, it's this stupidly thin thing, but the bottom half, it's like three or four centimetres fat because it's got all the guts That's in it. That's where all the circuitry is. And yeah. all of that has been spread out in the gallery yeah. and I honestly think that is your best OLED option is the yeah, gallery well, TV. I did, yeah, I, I didn't realise it was uh, that, that the prices, the retail mm. prices have come down so, now, so close. on the LG 65-inch C10, yep. you're, you've got an OLED, so you, you look yep. at them regularly, right? Yep. Here's the thing. I haven't seen an OLED TV in a while. Mm. I haven't put an OLED TV up to, to look at and review in a while. As soon as I took it out of the box, as soon as I put it on up, I went, oh, totally. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yep. And and you're right. You know, I've been looking. I've been used to looking at it. Yeah, you're right. And I've I've got one in my office as well, as and the one out in the lounge room is a OLED as well. Yeah. I know. I'm. I am. You're right. I am used to. But but I did see, and I actually put the new one in front of the old one right. in my lounge room. Yeah. So I just moved the old one back. Luckily, they're thin, and I put the new one in front of it. And it was I, I was able to actually compare them. I, yeah, I compared right. it. And, and look, the differences are subtle, but the mate, the AI, the processor does all the heavy lifting here because yeah. the OLED itself, this actual screen and the pixels are Done the same. deal, best same. thing you can watch. Black can, levels, can we colour. Agree, yeah. Can we agree that it is still unbeaten in picture quality? The picture to be OLED. I'll qualify that because... The one thing that OLED doesn't have over LED is brightness. Oh. But this, but the brightness of this new TV, while if you turn them both up bright as you can, the LED is going to beat it every time. But it, it's very rare. Like I've got our TV in quite an open room with windows, and I've never ever thought, oh, geez, I, I wish it was brighter. Was brighter. Yeah. Never ever said it. Even though LED, Samsung, and all these other brands are going to say, oh, LED brightness smashes no it, no that, that they're going to play to their when strengths. When do you need it? Yeah, exactly. Like it, it's it's never ever me said. Oh, geez, I wish that was brighter. My, f- you'll go into your thoughts on the picture quality because you're. We I've said this a million times. You can see the picture quality better than I can. Yeah. But what I loved is a simple thing. It's an auto genre selection. Yeah, that's smart. Now yeah. I've had TVs, Hisense, uh, Samsung, others. They switch into game mode when you're when you plug in an Xbox or something. That's yeah. good. That's yeah. smart. It goes. It's an Xbox. I'm going to switch to game mode. But this is basically LG saying, you know what we noticed? We noticed you lazy buggers aren't going to cinema mode. <laughs> you're not going to, to natural that's mode. Smart. You're not going to yeah. dynamic because we know you're watching a movie. We can see the black bars top and bottom. We know you're watching a movie. Yeah. We so, know you're watching sport. There's grass and a ball. Yeah. <laughs> so we're automatically yeah. going to switch to those modes for you. The uh, modes exist. Yeah. This is not new. Yeah. They're just automatically switching yeah, to that, those modes. That, that's really Brilliant. that's really cool. And, and the thing the thing that I like too, and, and let, let's just talk about the the fact that the OLED and how it works. And they demonstrated this really well and my fandom with Star Wars pointed this out as well. The Normal LED is have a lot of dimming zones. So there's, let's say a normal LED has 200 dimming zones. So that means the backlight gets lighter and darker depending on what's on the screen. So if it's a dark scene, the dark areas of the screen, the backlight dims out or you know, it tries to be covered by the pixels. With, with the LED, the OLED, because it's self-illuminating, there's no backlight. So every pixel technically is a dimming zone. So there are 33 million plus pixels on a 4K TV. So technically the OLED's got 33 million plus dimming zones. 
So it, this, if you want to illustrate this for yourself, and I know you, not everyone's a Star Wars fan, but turn on Star Wars, the opening credits, when the when the scroll go, the crawl goes up, and there's a star field oh, in front that of you. that could have easily been narrated. Yep, go <laughs> yeah. on. Well, when there's a star field, an LED TV, yeah, you're seeing a lot of the stars, but the problem with them, some of them are so small that the dimming zones aren't small enough to give you a good impression of that little star. Hmm. But with OLED, even if the star is a pixel wide, you're going to see it. Mm. So the difference, and I put them side by side in my the, uh, in my review, the difference of how it would look. Uh, that was actually off the LE, L, uh, LG's um, their briefing. I thought, oh, that's a really good way to illustrate the difference in the backlights. And it's just remarkably different. Yeah. And I think it's because we can all get caught up in, you know, Hisense spent a lot of the last few years talking about their dimming zones, you know. Yeah. I think there's a, more than a thousand dimming zones yeah. on their, on their, their, their best TVs. That is amazing. And I remember when I last... Uh, tested that. I remember going to the trouble of mathematically working out what what size, you know, in terms of an eighty-five or seventy-five inch TV, whatever it was. What how many you know centimeters was being lit by so one each zone? Part of the screen, yeah. And and you know, it's a huge, it's a huge yeah. bit of the screen. Uh, it just makes a big difference, and t- it's weird. But Stephen, that's all I notice. Yeah. All like the other day, um, we've got uh, a Samsung. QLED from maybe three years ago in the kids' playroom. 65 inch. It's on the wall. It's what they watch their buddy YouTube rubbish on. Whatever. The other night, I'm going to bed last. I switch off all the lights and I could see something in the playroom and I went, oh. And it's the Samsung logo bouncing around the screen. You know, those things that... Screensaver. Like, yeah. yeah. And, mate, I walked in. House is dark. It's black. Samsung logo on a black screen is white. And all I can see is the grey that's following yeah, it the, around, the right? Trail, yeah. <laughs> and because the, the 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 TV is lighting that area of the TV and keeping mm. the rest black. Yeah. It's all I notice on TVs. And and the OLED is my benchmark. The OLED is the benchmark for Absolutely. that. Absolutely. And yeah. the only TV I'm most looking forward to seeing this year is Hisense's dual cell. Because yeah, totally. I know yeah. it's look, I don't know if it's gonna be OLED quality, but I know it's gonna do the smartest attempt and yeah. actual because it's not using dimming zones, it's using another LED panel yeah. or LCD panel to actually do what we're talking about. It's going to be fascinating yeah, that, to see that's, how that goes. Uh, that's, when's that out? August? Is it August? Uh, I feel like it's August. Yeah, August, that's yeah. brilliant. The other feature I'm I was really impressed with was and if you're look if you're a film if you're a film head like me if you like watching your movies, the filmmaker mode is a brave I'll call it a brave feature. You know we Apple mm-hmm. took the the headphones <laughs> jack off as brave. Courageous. This is courageous as well because filmmaker mode is being true to the customer, not true to the television. Mm-hmm. And by that I mean when you watch a movie, okay, and I reckon 99% of people listening to us right now don't realize that the TV Actually, does a lot of work in the background to smooth out the image and to make it to make it look nicer. So there's a there's a lot of with LG in their filmmaker mode. There's a lot of directors and even actors. Tom Cruise is very vocal about this. Mm. That cringe yes. when they look at their own work on a TV mm-hmm. because it's it's like it's it's the best way I can describe it is like if the, if a photographer takes a really nice shot. And then, the, then the 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 screen you watch it on photoshops it. <laughs> it just puts a little Photoshop layer on it. Yeah. And the photographer goes, "What the hell? Like, hang on." That's what's happening with the motion smoothing and yeah. everything that goes on. Right. So with filmmaker mode, it turns that off, and it also runs right. it at twenty four frames per second, which is like film. So, w- what that allows you to do is to see 
the motion judder that is represented on the screen. Yeah. So normally, like I watch Ford versus Ferrari. Have you seen that movie? Yeah, Ford v Ferrari, yeah, great movie. movie. I watch that bits of that on the new LG, and in filmmaker mode, you notice a lot more of the judder, the the, the, the sort of that that rougher that rougher transition of of fast moving objects. Yep. Because that's a byproduct of film. That's how when even some of the films shot digitally, the directors still want to have that look. So how I described it in my review is that it's like having a rough bit of wood and you've sandpapered it. Some people like rough wood. Yeah. And in the film sense, that's the rough wood. They want to see that. That's, how, that's what is involved with the film. Yeah. And so film buffs want to see that, what the director intended. Like Tom Cruise came out, I think it was a couple of years ago. A couple where of he, years ago, yeah. He when uh, when he was making the Top Gun sequel, he came out and, and and was encouraging people to turn off that feature because he wanted the films that they worked so hard on to be viewed as they were intended to be viewed. Yeah. So he he referred to that you know, the whole motion smoothing. They refer to the industry refers to it as the soap opera effect. Yes, where where it's sort of smooth. You know, they they so, they smooth out all the wrinkles of the stars with filters and all that. That's that's what he's referring to the soap opera effect. Yeah. And so that that's what LG is attempting to do here. They're being true to the customer who wants that. You, you don't have to have, turn it on if you don't want to. Yeah. It's in the settings. You can turn it on or off. But that's what they're going for to give the customer the choice. Yeah. Which is, I think, very brave. I think they're telling the customer, "Listen, we've got all these great technology, but if you can ignore that, if you want to watch your movie." So the other thing about the TV that I noticed in my review was we need to redefine smart TV, mm-hmm. because you know you can go to Aldi and get a smart TV because it's got Netflix, right? Because it's yeah. got the internet. And it's got a Wi-Fi connection. Yeah. Because it's got internet, it's a smart <laughs> yeah. TV. Yeah. But having internet, tick. Having Google Assistant, Alexa, those kind of things, tick. Yeah. And then having kind of smarts to do things like image upscaling like this is yeah. this is the thing this TV is intelligent you know it's an intelligent TV the home dashboard to me looks spectacular that's improved um, like, from the even last year's model that's a totally different look and layout I've got to say yeah. and I, look I said I only had the thing for four days plus the weekend I'd packed it up on it like I literally had it for four days yeah. three and a half watching it you know it wasn't enough time yeah, to really same, explore no, that I, I, I asked if I could keep it a few days longer but they said no no they're going to come and pick it up today <laughs> I yeah. said I want um, to keep it another few days. The, I look, and I don't think you could really explore the home dashboard without it yeah. living with it. Yeah, true. you'd need to know what yeah. it's like for months. And I think that yeah. I can't sign off on the fact that it's perfect, but it looks really well done. The way they've mm. laid out the home dashboard in terms of smarts, in terms of still showing your picture coming through, you know, your, yeah. your smart appliances. Even when you hover, your home you, you hover your even in the. Um, I noticed in the dashboard too. There's that you still see the. What's on your live? To what's yes. playing? So you're not going to miss anything. And you can change yeah, the yeah. input of that. Like yeah. I was, I had that, and then I went, I was flicked that to HDMI. Yeah, one, yeah exactly. And yeah, it switched. It. Yeah, it was and excellent. There's, there's also AirPlay on board too. Yep. AirPlay. AirPlay out of the box was good. Yeah. The WebOS version is is at its at its peak. It's really it's nice. So yeah. good. There's so many more uh, apps that now have that second band integration, so that when you hover over stand, yeah. you got the suggested. Disney titles Plus and has stuff. that. Apple TV has yeah. that. Even uh, I had it. I had the photo on my review stand. They've got all their recommendations. Netflix, of course, Prime uh, Video. So out of the box, this is just connected to everything. Like, what, what more could you? What's missing? Nothing. Okay, but 
in the case of KO, air, you can use AirPlay yeah, to, to get that it's, on there. It, and yeah. I get that. But it's coming, isn't it? It's coming? You, you know what? That that excuse you could use for yeah. for Stan and Netflix as yeah, well. Yeah, okay. The fact is, having it built, we use to watch KO in our house because the Supercar E-Series, the, the yeah. virtual racing, is on every Wednesday night. And Jacko and I, we, mate, we've got a TCL 55-inch QLED from like three years ago that's an Android TV that's got KO on it. TCL TV's got KO on it. Well, it's, got, it's an Android TV, ah, so you can install course, KO, yeah, right? right? That's just sitting in the so any Android that's TV in our kitchen have dining KO. room. Yeah, wow. So, mate, that's the TV we use. Wow. You know why? So a Sony TV would have it then, Android. Yeah, a, an Android, any Android TV. Wow. But the Aldi Android TV can Kogan. have KO, yes. But my point is that the Samsung, if it has an Apple TV, the Hisense, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. We, for, so in our lounge room, Hisense don't have KO, so we'd have to switch to... Um, a Chromecast or an Apple TV, Apple TV input, yeah. then find that, you know, powered up and stuff. It's just more complex than just going, yes. Yeah. So, yeah, I do think, uh, you know, LG said that to me when I answered the question, when I asked the question, they said, what about it? You just use Apple TV, don't worry. Yeah. Mate, it doesn't change the fact that you wouldn't, they would prefer they had it. Of course, yeah. Because it's popular. But Hisense haven't got it either. No. Not Tony Samsung. Samsung. No, oh, Samsung's, Samsung's got it. Yes. On okay. 2019. So they've got like an exclusivity deal or just the others aren't up to them yet or what's the go? Mate, someone's got to build it. It costs money. Okay. Unless LG are going to spend money to get it built, KO is going to build it when they're good and ready. Yeah, I bet. But I don't think it'll be long because, to digress, you know, KO is is not a company called KO. It's a company called Stream Motion. They're also building the the drama and entertainment versions of KO, right? Foxtel. So when Foxtel launched the whatever the hell going to call it, Bruce, or whatever it's going to be called. <laughs> I mean, Stan. Funny Bruce. that, wouldn't it? Let's call <laughs> Bruce and Stan. Imagine calling the drama service Bruce. Bruce. No. Um, call it Merrill. What, yeah, Merrill, whatever. Merrill Street. Whatever you're going to call it, yeah. um, that that gives another level of credibility. So that app, just yeah. instantly, it you know, can yeah, be right. put on Samsung TVs because it's really just a rebrand. It's a redeployment. So okay. I think that it will come to more TVs in a very short space of time. I want to mention the sound aboard yes. these TVs. Um, I, don't know whether, I don't know whether you gave the Dolby Atmos a workout. Look, I'll be honest with you. I, I, I pressed it. I did it. But I just don't believe that yeah. you're getting anywhere near true Dolby Atmos Look. from uh, a two-centimetre thick TV. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, did, I did it. And... All the Star, all the Star Wars movies on 4K have Dolby Atmos, yep. and I did. Oh, well, it's not going to be the soundbar or a dedicated speaker system, but there is something there. Yeah, there's something. I think um, it just adds just a little bit more to a la- another layer to the sound. So it's it's good, not great, but at least it's there. You know that if it's there's that track available if you want to enjoy it. So better, look- better in a smaller room. If you're in a smaller room, it would sound better. The thing I would say is the bottom line, this is a brilliant TV. It is, frankly, almost impossible to fault bar one thing, the price. Price, yeah. And that's that's LG's challenge. And look, there's nothing they can do about it because they're expensive to make. That's the bottom line, right? OLED panels are expensive to make. We know they that. Are. Um, the and LG are good at it, and they're extending their lead in this area. They're really, really, they've put all the chips on the table with L, with the OLED, and, mm. and this illustrates the, how confident they are with this with this technology and how, how further they've taken it. I, I wondered, even before CSC, I wondered, I said, what more could you do with OLED? Like, what can mm. they do? And the Alpha, the Alpha 9 Gen 3 processor really has a lot it does a lot it really is the difference here because because as i said before 
the physical OLED panel itself, it's still the same panel. Yes. It's what they do with it now that's better. And so it's funny because what I would say is I don't know that I'd notice that those improvements with the AI and the processor, yeah. but yeah. What, what I notice are the tweaks they've made to the software. Yeah. You know, the more apps that have got the, the two-bar WebOS, the home dashboard, those things are what I believe make this a better TV than last year's. Absolutely. Picture quality-wise... I'd be happy oh, to recommend last year's OLED too if you can get a yeah, deal. Absolutely, yeah. But it's uh, but it, you're right. I think once you lay your eyes on this thing, you can't unsee it. You'll you'll, you'll always notice how how really just inky black the blacks are and the yeah. the colours really nice and it's just that contrast is brilliant. It's uh, the, it's amazing. The, the great thing for me turning it on for the first time and going wow was it reminded me of the experience most people are going to have when they get their first OLED. Yeah. They're just going to go, wow. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what you paid for it, you're going to be happy. And I think too, once once you go OLED, I don't think you can no, I don't I think agree. you can go back. Yeah, I don't I, think you can have another TV. Agree. Yeah. 100 So if LG get you in the door, they may have you for life with this technology. It's a very good point. Yeah. Like that, I don't think oh, you know, next time we'll try a QLED because it's kind of like going from power steering to not having power steering in your car, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the, you're no, used windows. to it. You want you want it and yeah. so yeah. All right, you can read our full reviews of the LG C10 OLED TV um, at techguide.com.au and eftm.com. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. Now, I've got an announcement to make, Trev, oh, okay. about 5G. Okay. okay, there's been a lot of speculation about what 5G is actually capable mm-hmm, of, mm-hmm. and a lot of people have really gone too far this Just time a bit, yeah. with their their theories and protests about 5G yep. and their their thoughts that it can act, that it actually spreads coronavirus <laughs> like is uh there there's it just it's beyond belief that that this it's gained so much momentum and and it's funny because the media pick it up because it's like it's it's kind of it's so dumb that it's good that it, that this yeah. this story's going on like it's it's like that you know that the movie that, and it's referred to in Seinfeld, Plan Nine from Outer Space. Remember yeah. the movie they go see when they were waiting for the Chinese restaurant. Yeah. Run? It's so bad that movie. Have you ever seen it? Yeah. It's so bad that it's good. It's like that more recent movie, The Room. Have you heard that movie, The Room? Um, that that was made into. It was a film, became a cult classic, but it was so bad. It was it was had like a cult following that people would watch it every week at the theaters and everything. So. That's the sort of that's the sort of appeal that this story's had. That five G spreads the coronavirus. Yeah. So that the the media's had a bit of fascination with it. I'm very happy to say though that the House Standing Committee on Communications and the Arts this mm. week came out with their five G inquiry report, and they concluded that five G is safe. In in fact, the the Australian government. Has committed, uh, I think, oh, there's a four million dollars to promote the fact that it's it's safe yeah, as well. Yeah. So all the tin foil hat wearers, you're costing this four million dollars in taxes there because they've got to actually put a campaign out to tell everyone that 5G is safe. The parliamentary committee literally said that it has been assured that 5G is safe. Yeah. I mean, I've been through this. I'm, I'm kind of over. It's so annoying. It's so frustrating. But. Yeah. It's about as annoying as the people who don't want to download COVID safe. You know, it's like, yeah. well, there are always going to be people who are just like, and if you want a bit of fun, join the Know Your Rights Facebook group on um, on Facebook. <laughs> it's a bunch of people who think that they're above the law. 
They, they, they think that if you, you can get out of a speeding fine just because there's, you know, you live in a police state or some... It's just stupid, yeah. mate. There's just people who oh, have God. no interest in authority and, and adhering to the laws and regulations yeah. of the land. And they're the kind of people that are spreading this rubbish but, as but well. Th- it's more I mean, mate, the fact that there was people protesting oh, the lockdown and they, had, they, had, they bore signs that said, you know, we shouldn't be locked down. Um, 5G causes cancer. Five uh, G's <laughs> killing bees, and and Carol Baskin killed her husband. I mean, these people are just loony, loonies. <laughs> a bloke had uh, that on his sign. I yeah, mean, it's just I saw it. It was busy, a very busy sign. But the, the whole, but the whole conspiracy theory around it is that's what makes a conspiracy theory that it is like something. It can be worded in such a way where you think it, some people may think, yeah. That might be right. Yeah, it's just like people thinking. Well, what's the most famous conspiracy theory? Nine eleven. That man never landed. Oh on the yeah, moon. yeah. The moon landing. Nine eleven is another one. Like, come on, come on. Why would the government oh kill its own God. people? You crazy like, loons! Please, but how, how would they stage the Pentagon <sighs> crash and the moon landing one? Though the, the moon landing one, I've come to terms with because I now know. I I believe I know what happened. The conspiracy. Yeah. You see, because if you watch when the 50th anniversary the, of the moon landing happened, yep. they uh, they replayed the, in real time the CBS coverage yep. of it. Yep. Now, you've got to go back 50 years and realise they didn't have um, cameras. They also didn't have great CGI graphics and different things. Yep. So what they did was they created a set yep. and they filmed a bunch of things, including a man stress jumping off it and the, the thing touching down they filmed a bunch of things and because those things ran in the coverage uh, i think those uh, that people took that vision and went but it was all made up it was made up so that you could demonstrate what was happening because yeah. there was no actual vision to fill the friggin time on the air no, I'm, so, not, I'm not in the habit of recommending other podcasts but there is a really good podcast that techguide.com.au apart from that yeah. but there's a podcast called 13 minutes to the moon right it's like it's been number one podcast for ages on in the, in the tech pod the text category mm. that's re- if you're really fascinated about the absolute minutia of the moon landing well worth a listen after you've listened to two blokes of course and yeah. tech guide yeah sure but um 5G now the the whole the, the, it's gaining momentum now. Like I think Telstra just today committed an extra five hundred million to f- speed up the rollout, mm. and even uh, D D Link also came out with a number of five uh, three 5G products. 5G products as well. So the rubber's starting to hit the road here. We're seeing yeah. a lot more every every second device we see now is 5G. We, we, Telstra's already uh, so, sorry the um, HTC 5G mobile hotspots already been out for yeah. a, nearly a year now, hasn't it? Or Samsung, I think they're one of their A series phones is going to be five G. So we're seeing now that this is real and that people can actually have five G coverage. When yeah. you saw it, when Vodafone launched, was that at Parramatta? Eh? Yeah. You saw that. Yeah. But I think even now, in, if you're in the CBD, if you're a Telstra customer, you probably see a lot of five G now. Yeah. And and around the airport, I think as well. Mate, there's a fair bit of five G now. Yeah. Like if you look at it now compared to a year ago, yes, it's it's all it's doubled. Melbourne has, I think they are saying about fifty percent of Melbourne is covered. Mm. But then when you look at the map, you realise that it's still... The, the, the thing that 5G doesn't have, that 4G has... So every G gets worse in terms of its, its coverage. Uh. So one tower doesn't cover as much space uh, with 5G as it does with 4G. So you get these genuine spots on the map as opposed to these okay. kind of broad broadcast waves. So in terms of so coverage, but capacity-wise... 
Capacity they can is great. Top a lot more. That's take right. a lot more. Right. Which is why it will it will maintain its speed because there will always be more towers for five G than yeah. there was for four G. Which is why it's also a, a bit sneaky of Telstra to say we, we're going to have three thousand towers by whenever or whatever number they give because it, you can't compare it to four G because the same number of towers in in a four G world and a five G world does not equate to the same amount of coverage. Uh-huh. What we need to know is when they're going to have ubiquitous coverage. But that that said, Telstra has done huge things and they have lots yeah. of coverage um, areas in both Sydney, Melbourne, and Brisbane. Optus too. We should should give yeah, credit. Totally, they've got yeah. a lot of spots with good coverage, and, and they've moved sort of more into the home, home broadband, broadband space. That's, like, that's, I know either well, Giro, our mate Giro Sen, he's got five G in Maroubra, and yep. my brother also lives in Maroubra. Michael, he's got five G. Yep. I think my parents who live at the beach too, they've got they were able to get it as well. Yeah, yeah. And the, everyone who's had it that I know, apart from them and a couple of readers, few readers have got it, and they love it. They mm. think it's just, it's the answer, I think, for a lot of those customers who are just maybe stuck with fibre to the node yep. with, with pretty poor NBN speed, um, which brings us to the, the D-Link range, which is mate, pretty bold. I know these were, were first floated at CES, yep. but the um, they, they're now, I think, coming to market. We're talking about three products. One of them is... I find this really interesting. It's an outdoor modem, so it actually sits on your on the wall, outside right. wall of your home or business with a five G SIM. Obviously, you get better reception if it's outside, and then can provide that's the it main inside. thing. It's building penetration is not great. Yeah, and then there's another one that's like a a, uh, a gateway for indoors, so it looks like a modem. And then there's the other one, the uh, the the Wi Fi six. So it's Wi Fi six for all the devices connected, and it's five G. So it's got the speed and, 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 and advantages of Wi-Fi 6 and also 5G in the back pocket as well. Yeah. So that's, that's going to be, if you're on the move and in, in 5G areas, that's going to really make a difference. Yeah, I think it's interesting because I would argue Netkey kind of owned that space with 4G. They really yeah. did own the, the portable space. The M2, yeah. Um, the M1, the M2, uh, yeah. and, and frankly, all the little hotspots. I think it's very right. interesting of D-Link to go to this point where they're saying, look, you know, we can provide now, like, maybe, just maybe, what they're targeting is the HTC hub because Optus yeah. are very structured. They've got this device they have. Whereas what what D-Link's realised is if you get a SIM card from Telstra that's in a 4G area and Vodafone will be the same, yeah. mate, you've got yourself good home internet and we can provide that. Absolutely. And and these also, too, a lot of them, they point out the fact that they've, they've, they've got all the different um, 5G sub-6 frequencies and... So they're saying it'll work on on any on any of the networks. So it's unlocked. Yeah. So you can get use it on Telstra, Vodafone, Optus, whatever you like. Um. And, but no pricing yet. I haven't haven't seen pricing. Uh. That that's not announced yet. I'm hoping to see these in market in the next month or two. But by then, the 5G footprint is certainly growing. Yeah. Look, it's growing. And and the last thing I'd say about 5G is, you know, why it's growing? Because they need to have it ready by September. What's in September? iPhone. With yeah, 5G. of course, of course. Do you know what I mean? Like that yeah. just still it still makes that's, sense. That's that the that big tent pole, yeah, for, it, for sure. It just makes sense that yeah. Telstra. If it's September, though, will they well, still launch it in September? Mate, they probably will, but who the hell yeah. knows? Yeah. Oh, I genuinely don't know. Yeah. <laughs> just it's hard to really be sure at this point, but that I think is why we're pushing this way with uh, with five G. Oh, totally. You're gonna see, and and I reckon it'd be safe to say that any decently priced smartphone from now on, like if it's a flagship yeah. phone, 5G. Yeah, has which to is be. why yeah, even TCL with their range yeah. of the, the 10, there's, there's yeah. a 5G version. There's a 5G version, yeah. yeah right. and, and we'll soon see, I reckon probably 
probably, if not later this year, early next year, you'll, you'll also see other brands too, like even sort of the more mid-tier brands come up with a yeah. 5G device too. Interesting times. Two Blokes Talking Tech, uh, episode 436. If you want to get in touch, jump on our websites or hit us up on Twitter at Stephen Fennick at Trevor Long. And we do it all thanks to the good people at Netgear. And I love this phrase from Netgear. They say it on their website. Give your home a Wi-Fi hug. Orbi blankets your home with a steady Wi-Fi so you can stream wherever you want without a worry. No more running around looking for a stable internet connection. The whole point of the Orbi and other mesh systems uh, is that they provide your entire home. What I describe as a dome of internet over your home. Stephen, I heard you on the radio on... hmm, What day was it? I feel like it was Sunday morning. And yep. you had another analogy. You had another analogy for yeah. um, for having for a speaker. Yes, the speaker, speaker around your house. If yeah. you've got a speaker and you have it in the front of your house, you turn up the volume. You can hear it in the other end of the house, but it's quite weak. If you put speakers throughout your home at the same level, a lower level, they'll all get get it. I thought it was a very good analogy. Thank you, mate. And my kids didn't know why I was listening to you. <laughs> I said, "He's my friend." Um, <laughs> there's other people I wouldn't listen to. Now they, they see they know that I turn that off. Yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> Netgear Orbi is the one we recommend, not just because they're great sponsors of the show, but because we. No, it works. Everyone we've recommended it to. In fact, like no other product, people are willing to go out of their way to say, oh my God, it works. And that to me is the best endorsement of Netgear Orbi you can get. You can check it out yourself at netgear.com.au. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennec. I get daunted by the length of the show now. I look at this in 44 <laughs> minutes because I know that we've got to still do something else afterwards. We're not halfway yet. I know. Um, anyway. Good value, though, for the listeners. Oh, we're, Jeff? we're big on value. Um, value speaking yeah. of value, great segue. Uh, Alcatel have <laughs> announced their 2020 smartphone range. Three phones, all under $200. I've been waiting for this since Amazing. CES because yeah. the, uh, the Alcatel 3L... Uh, looked like a great phone, and the question was how well could they pull it off price-wise. The Alcatel 3L is $199, and it features a triple-lens camera system. Now, here's the thing. There, and I've said this to the people at Alcatel. I said, be very careful about just saying we've got triple lenses because other people have said that, and they've been rubbish triple lenses. Yeah. But here's the thing about the 3L. It's a it's a standard, excellent quality of 48-megapixel or something uh, camera, and then there's a 5-megapixel kind of ultra-wide and then there's a 2-megapixel Super Macro. Mm. Mate, the Super Macro is excellent. Yeah. Like, I've been, I was mucking around with it today, and I'm like, oh, my God, I can, I can take a photo of the water drops on a flower the size of my thumb. Yeah. And it was so excellent. Really short focal length. Really yeah, short great. focal length. Where, you know, macro is not something a lot of phones yeah. do well at all. Yeah, you're right. Um, Including the iPhone. The iPhone's terrible at macro. Shocking. Yeah. Uh, Android 10, octa-core processor, 4,000 milliamp hour battery available at Vodafone. It comes with a $40 SIM pack. Mate, that's... I can't wait to put that side by side with what Samsung are going to bring out at that level. I can't yep. wait to see it. Generally, how it performs, it's not going, let me be clear, it's not going to be the best camera on the market, but it's going to be mind-blowing in terms of bang for your buck. Absolutely. Pound for pound, I think it's going to be hard to beat this one. Mm. And um, it's a shout-out to my mate Sam Skontos, who's come out aggressive with these pricing, I think, and for good reason. There were were a lot of people who are in in the market for a a smartphone, uh, especially those uh, customers who couldn't run the COVID app. They were looking for an alternative. Spot on, yeah. So there's uh, there's a lot of uh, options here. 
uh, including the, 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 you've got to remember too the the one V is one forty nine and the one B is ninety nine dollars ninety dollars nine dollar smartphone <laughs> with a three thousand milliamp hour battery that yeah. will run the COVID safe app yep. if that's all you need it to do. Yep. That's mate. That's ninety nine bucks. Ninety nine bucks, and, and oh, it's I actually re- it's, uh, like eighty nine because you get a ten dollars SIM card with it. Exactly right. <laughs> and I've uh, I've reviewed and you have as well the three X. So that's sort of in the same family as this, the three L, and that was two nine nine. And even at two nine nine, it was. I remember showing it to people and thinking, how much do you reckon this for this cost? And they look like it's a nice phone. And they were saying, oh, 899, 799, and, and they were just flabbergasted that it was a 299 phone. And I've already, have you have you got the 3L already? Yeah. yeah. So I, I've been I've been using it already, and, and boy, you know, the quality, you're thinking, it's just 200, less than 200 I bucks. Think, I think the it kind of goes back to our conversation about TVs. You don't realise what you're missing until you see it kind of thing. Yeah. I don't have any doubt that when I sit, sit the 3L side by side with some, uh, other brands or other value yeah. propositions, the screen will change in my of view. Course. But when yeah. you when you when you just take it out of the box, you turn it on, you oh, this is beautiful. It's yeah. a six point two two inch screen. It's got just a tiny little um, U shaped notch yeah. at the top for the front facing camera. It's a really nice design on the back and that triple yeah. lens camera. It kind of looks. The thing is, as weird as this sounds, what's the first thing you do when you see someone with their phone? You look at the cameras to work out which phone it is. Yeah. You go, oh, it's an iPhone. It's got the up. It's got the two lenses above and above each other. It's yeah. a ten or a ten ten yeah. S. You know, yeah. you can kind of. I think that having a triple lens, actually, as weird as it is, it's a status thing. Absolutely, yeah, you're right. And 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 again, look, that this this is a phone that look, it doesn't have an AMOLED super AMOLED screen no. like a like a thousand dollar phone, but the LED screen is still good. It's it's HD plus. It still looks terrific. And the camera system is like 48 megapixel. Is it? There's even AI on board. There's AI. There's scene recognition. I think yep. you recognise 22 different scenes and different objects in your in your photos. And I pointed so, at some trees today, and yeah. it just it showed the little little icon for well, nature. I guess know, it is. I think that we're, we're benefiting. Customers are benefiting now. Where sort of this 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 trickle down effect of technology yeah. now, and especially a company like Alcatel, which is owned by TCL, and the reason they can offer prices like this is that they they make everything in house. So the whole, even the, the display, which is a very expensive part of the phone, is made by their their own company. Yeah. So that that's why they can offer these great prices. A lot of people think, hang on, why why is it so cheap? And uh, some people may question the the quality of it, hmm. but that's why because end to end they they like ninety nine percent of the phone is made in one factory, and that that saves on costs and they pass that on to the customer. This phone, if they price that at two nine nine like the three X. People wouldn't have bat it. You wouldn't have bat an eyelid. You think, no. yeah, that's that's two nine nine two nine nine phone. And I think it's a smart play from Vodafone to pick it up because what they're yeah. getting right now is they're getting those people walking in, going, "My phone won't run COVID safe," or "I'm not getting good enough photos," or yeah. whatever it is. And or I want to buy my kid their first phone, yeah. or so, uh, uh, like an older customer like you saying might might want to. Have their first smartphone. The the uh, the COVID Safe app might be one example of it, but as you said, kids is another great example. Jackson Jackson's first phone was a Huawei Nova, and then he tested the three three series last yeah. year for Alcatel. You know, there's absolutely nothing that this this thing won't do that it, that is asked of it from a, a teenager. Um, absolutely right. It's and, really and just when they start to get into deeper and 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 more power performance things that you might yeah. start to look up the range and that's where TC, that's why the strategy from from Alcatel TCL in Australia is yeah. well let's keep people in the family and when they when they're done with their 3 let's get them into a TCL you know yeah. so that's the smart move I it is it is good it. and even the TCLs i think they they're about 499 start at, start at yeah. 499 even they're they're sort of really good bang for your buck as well and uh look for looking forward to seeing they should be out soon should they are they yeah, out the next few weeks long, yeah yeah 
and they've got a 5G, I think, version later in the second half of the year, 5G mm. model, and the yep. two first ones will be the 4Gs, but with all, like, again, a sort of next level of specs and camera yeah. quality and everything. It's just, I mean, it's a bit of a pinch-yourself moment to think that there is a company that can announce three smartphones and all three of them are under 200 yeah, bucks. Yeah, amazing, amazing. But uh, you'll yeah. find them at, at Vodafone, over, staggered over the next couple of weeks. Uh, and they're they, also South Sydney sponsors as well, so uh, we love them for that too. Oh, Go well, the Rabbitohs. We, we could die, we could, Can't we could, wait for the footy to come back. Come on. <laughs> All your blokes been vaccinated? Yeah, they're all good. They're all good. No one's as afraid of a little prick. <laughs> <laughs> pin, pin prick, I mean. Just, uh, but like, uh, let's talk about that for just briefly, right? We'll just talk about slightly, right? Yep. The the guys who are not the, the sort of, the, let's call them the anti-vaxxers. Yep. Um, one of them is married to a really famous anti-vaxxer. Yep. And who loves a bo- he, bit of Botox. Yeah. Anyway, but... She's, uh, I think that's kind of, uh, he's going to make a decision because that's the new rule. If you want to play, you need to have the jab. Yeah. So if you don't have the jab, you're not playing. Yeah. And, and you're going to uh, walk away from your contract over and, that, are you? And this is a guy who plays contact sport for a living yeah. and who is yeah, risking long-term brain damage playing every week. Is <laughs> doesn't want to have a needle. I don't, he's not afraid of the needle. No. He's, he's, again, it's sort of the 5G conspiracy theorists Spot that on. are saying that and you know oh, it causes autism and all this well, stuff. Matty Rogers came out. I don't know if you saw yes, that. Yes, I did. And, and it was, God, it was good brilliant. luck to he, him. He's got yes. an autistic child. Yes. And he himself, you know, went down the rabbit hole and read everything that had been said, but he couldn't prove it. There's no proof of nah, that. Of and it was not. great for Matty, Matty Rogers to come out. And frankly, forget the autism thing. I love the fact that he just came out and he said, listen, it's called employment. You do what your boss says. You know, yeah. you're required to do something. And some people yeah. have to pee in a cup when they go to work to make sure, like a security guard might like, have to well, pee Lee, in a cup to make sure they haven't, you know, taken yeah. drugs. League players do that. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, look, hey, on the field, you follow the rules. Yeah. Off the field, you follow the rules. And that's the new rule. It's just yeah. bizarre. So, bizarre. Anyway, bizarre. See how that turns anyway, out. Anyway, all good. All good in, in Parramatta and South Sydney land. That's all that matters, really, isn't it? Well, Parramatta, were, uh, they were leading the competition. And I remember when this whole drama started, they wanted to end the, end the competition because they were head on for and against. They said, righto, we've won the comp. Yeah. Two games in. Yeah. But, yeah. I think even at the end of the year, we'll say we won the real comp. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> we didn't win this aftermath. When, when there was crowds at the games, yeah. we, we won the comp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Two blokes talking, well, everything. We're going to talk security, Trev. Security is a very security. important, very important if thing. If Max Walker security. comes within ten feet of this door, <laughs> shoot him. <laughs> the twelfth man references are getting almost as popular as the Seinfeld references. That's very, very good. But we're going to talk a few things here. That I think the latest news uh, that's just actually happened today. We're recording this on a Thursday, and uh, Service New South Wales, which is kind of the the place where you get your driver's license, your boat license, and and it's a government department has had a breach where apparently uh, an employee allegedly clicked on a phishing email. Well, it's now, the it just that's the only possible explanation yeah, for an email based hack. Yeah. So it's it's uh they've, they've apparently some data was compromised and yep. and so that means like names and addresses and license numbers and are out, could be out there and like enough information that could potentially lead to identity theft and them opening bank accounts in your name and things like that which is a real worry. Yep. But the, the sort of the, the time we're living in now, the security, I think, it's a cyber criminal's wet dream right now because <laughs> there is everyone working from home 
outside of their IT protection of their company, their corporate protection, mm. and the a lot of people curious looking online about information about the coronavirus. So everything's just playing into their hands. Yeah. And, and look, like I was thinking about it with, uh, so my mum, as I said, runs the pub. She's applying for all the grants and she rang me the other day and she said, I've got to send, I've got this email from Service New South Wales. I've got to send it to the accountant. It was all legit. But it made me realise, do you know what? My mum's a sucker. Like she's the likely sucker. If she gets a text message or an email uh. that, that potentially says something that she is waiting for, like, you know, we've got your application. There's a problem. We just need you to click this link and fill in some details. All you need to do is ask for a name, driver's license, date of birth, and address. And frankly, if you're filling in something about the ATO, you're probably going to provide all that, yeah. and you've just handed over your identity. Full stop. Done. What about how cheeky these bludgers are that are that are running the phone scam, the JobKeeper phone scam, Mate. where they're calling people, and and just in in some cases they were just lucky they 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 lucked out and were talking to people that were actually on JobKeeper. Hmm. And they were they were pretending to be from their organisations. There would have been a bit of homework involved. So they're ringing. So say they ring me up and say, "Look, oh, look, uh, we're, we're I'm ringing from uh, head office, and we just want to process your JobKeeper payment. We just need you to update your bank details. Want to want to deposit this money in your account? Can you just help us out?" And there'd be a lot of people think, "Yeah, sure, here, yeah, that's my bank account details. Boom, mm. and and <laughs> that's it." That's how cheeky these bludgers have become. Mate, in a love- time now where we're, we're you know, people are out of work, unemployment levels higher than they've ever been. And there's still these scumbags out there doing this. Wouldn't you love to be involved oh. in a raid on these scumbags? Yes, I would. You know, kick down With a the baseball door. Bat. Yes. yes, I was thinking lightsaber. Yeah, yeah. Um, but <laughs> I don't want to break, break my lightsaber. Break one behind yeah. you. Yeah. yeah, I've got a big wooden baseball back, an oh, old, yeah. old school one that I just take yeah. with me swinging. We don't condone violence on the show, but but again, if you caught someone who's trying to steal your money, then you know, good luck. I didn't say what I was going to do with it. I was going to smash his computer. Obviously. Yeah. Okay. You know. Yeah. Yeah, okay. That's the first thing. Anymore. That's the first thing, maybe that you start with. Start with that, <laughs> and, and then work, his fingers work one your, by one. Work your way down. Twenty-four style, Jack yeah, Bauer. Yeah, yeah, wow. Except uh, it, it, it is. It is a worry, though. I think that it's people sad. really, we really need to. And the ATO came out and said, "Look, we we send emails and SMSs, but as a as a as a reminder that you've got a message in your MyGov account. So they never ever send a link in an email or a text message. So for those who have received a text message from the ATO with a link in it." Don't click it because it could be some malware or, or a, a, a yeah. malicious site, perhaps. But it's ring, just, a, ring the ATO. It's just a reminder them. that these are the times when you need to be hyper vigilant. Oh, totally. Yeah. We're desperate, like you're desperate to find out what's happening with your process payment or whatever. And this is going to happen for months because I misunderstood. I thought it was one just you apply and then you get one big lump sum of six months worth of JobKeeper. But it's uh, every it's month thing, you've got yeah. to put in the data and put in the details and fill it all out. And, yeah. you know, unfortunately, these scams are going to go on. So. Be totally. alert, be alert, be alarmed, be aware, and all that stuff. But yeah, um, totally. also, this is a reminder to have uh, antivirus installed. Yeah. And, and and without you know any fear or favour, all four big antivirus because Spursky, Norton, Trend Micro, McAfee, they all have internet security protection that will yeah. stop you clicking links that you shouldn't click. Yes, you, and, you really and even have, have uh, <coughs> licenses to use on your mobile devices. A lot of people think, oh, I don't need it on my phone, but you do access the internet on your phone, yeah. and it could save you from going to a malicious website. Yeah. So that it's 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 uh, it's definitely worth having and 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 look if if you if you got any connected device needs to have some kind of security you Spot have on. to do it yep anything that's connected make sure you've got protection uh, from all, one of the big companies and obviously Norton uh, in your case Trend Micro and mine yep. there's a lot of great people out there but just please be secure you don't drive yeah. your car without friggin insurance 
why are you why are you uh, you know using your, your exactly connected right. devices? Don't drive without a seatbelt on. No, that's right. Yeah, but the uh, Norton. Speaking of Norton, they are offering uh, six months for of Norton Family software mm-hmm. for free. And without having to put down a credit card. Normally when you go to the free yeah. offer, you put down the credit card and then if, if you forget to cancel at the end of the month, then they bill you. In this instance, they want to give you the software, six months worth, no credit card down, you can use it and I guarantee, you, you'll probably end up paying for it in the end because it is really good security software, especially for families. And you know this yourself, you've got yep. kids on devices and you can't just keep an eye on them wherever they go. They've got smartphones and tablets and everything and this helps you keep track of all of that. You even get reports on the sites they visit and you can ban certain sites and things like that. So worth it. It costs you nothing. Six months, Norton LifeLock. Yeah, Joe Free. has to come in and knock on, knock on your door to get access to certain websites. Unbelievable. <laughs> the, 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 the hoops you put in front of your family no, mate. to Why? use the internet. My kids are all adults, mate. I was talking about your wife. No, no, she can go wherever she wants, mate. She tells me where to go. I don't tell her where to go. Now, let's just get that clear, okay? That's how it works in my house, too. Two blokes proudly supported by our mates at Uniden, and it's a great time uh, with uh, this. Maybe you may have some spare time on your hands working from home. You're not commuting every day. Uh, good time to maybe think of installing a security camera and a great choice would be the Guardian AppCam Solo PT. PT is short for pan and tilt. This is the only wire-free pan and tilt camera. So that means you can pan through 355 degrees and tilt through 140 degrees all from the app. So you don't even need to be home to be able to see a full view of your home, your backyard, your business, and it really takes the place of having two security cameras. It is full HD, so you're getting really clear pictures there. You can do the pan and tilting remotely through the app as well. has a rechargeable battery on board, but it does come with a solar panel. So you can connect the solar panel, and it's uh, the whole kit together. No need to get up on the ladder to change the battery and recharge it. Of course, it's weatherproof. also has two-way talk and a siren built in. It also has a unique technology to Uniden. It's called ThermoSense, which means that it can detect heat and motion so that you're not getting flooded with false notifications of things moving in the background. Well worth it. Take charge of your security. You can really do that with the AppCam. The Cam Solo PT kit comes with the solar panel, don't forget. If you want to check it out, it's at uniden.com.au. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennec. I don't even know what your topic is at the end. I can't wait to find out. Handwriting. Can't you read by writing? No, I don't know what that says. I'm going to be excited to find out. Actually, you know, I've, I've called it the, the wrong name, but that's all right. Okay. I'll know what to Just call it. Just briefly, though... Uh, you have your Call of Duty moment. I get my F one. Yes, moment. okay. Uh, this will be yeah. should be just the preemptive moment because it's not okay. out until July. But oh. I did get to play with the beta version of F one twenty twenty over the last couple of weeks, and I'll tell you why I want to I want to expose you to this, Stephen, is because I think even you can play it. Okay. There's there's a couple of things about this. <laughs> so it's like an on rails part, is it? Or there exactly okay exactly. Right, eh? So in it's <coughs> a bit more forgiving in Grand Prix mode. Yep. There's now a casual mode. Okay. But the whole race has to be that way. So I can't be in a pro mode and you in a casual. The whole race ah. has to be casual. <clears throat> but what it means is, like, 
and it was funny. I've been driving Audis for the last couple of days, and they've got this built in where you know when and when your car kind of pushes you back into the lane. Yes, lane assistance. It's like seriously aggressive. I turn that off on my car. <clears throat> it's seriously aggressive on the Audis, and okay. it's hard to turn off because they're trying to keep you safe. Right. But that's what you have in this F1 2020 casual mode. Okay. You, you, but you go towards the edge of the track, and it just pushes you back. Now you oh. can you can turn directly opposite, and it'll, it'll go off. But it almost never spin. <laughs> See now in F1, when you go off. Even the slightest little movement on the grass will spin you, and 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 pebbles and stuff yep. will spin you because that's that's the friction. That's what happens in an F one car. So yep. what in the casual mode, it just it just kind of lets you you know bounce a bit. Over. And also, if you stay off for too long, it just goes boop, puts you back in the middle of the track, and then oh. counts you back into the race. So can it's you can your car get damaged and all that too, or no? Is not it, in casual. It forgives mode, no. you that as well. But in the normal full-on mode that you play... Oh, in the normal full-on mode, you, you tap someone, you, you, it's over. Because right. you know, you, you've lost your downforce on the wing, just like yeah, in the real yeah. thing. Right. But, mate, I was really impressed with it. Because the problem is, I love watching my kids play it. Uh, but Jacko's, like, really good. Little yeah. bastard can beat me. Beat you. Even in the yeah. new... Like, there's two new tracks. He's young reflexes, Zandvoort mate. for the you. Dutch Grand Prix and Hanoi for the Vietnamese Grand Prix. Oh. Races we've never seen... Because they didn't happen, oh, but they were due to happen in 2020. Yeah, but I've oh. now raced those tracks, and they're awesome. It's like, look, wow, that's it's a great thing because it's a brand new track to learn. So they're awesome. Does Highly look, recommend does it look those. Photo realistic as well. It must look amazing. Yeah, it looks amazing, right? Wow. So the new tracks are awesome. The casual mode is awesome, yeah. and then the other thing they've introduced, which we haven't tested yet, is called my team. So when you start a career, you can be the 11th team in Formula One. So you can create a whole new team. You could create an EFTM team. I think I will. <laughs> uh, you, you create the colour scheme. You yeah. choose from some logo mechanics and Is stuff. Is that right? That's cool. Yeah. And That's so cool. you then have to not not just manage the team, the finances, the sponsorship, employ other drivers, but you also race. You can't just manage the team. And I spoke it's to a bit the like developers. football manager. Remember that game, football manager? Yeah, but you have to go on the field in this. Ah. I spoke to the blokes from, from Codemasters who make it, and I said, do you have to race? He said, yes, because we're... It would be against our grain to have you just managing a team. There are management games out there you can yeah, play. Yeah. Okay. This is we're a simulator game, but we just want you to have the whole experience. And he said it's also very interesting when you when you sit in your car and you're racing and your teammates trying to pass you, when you're the team owner and manager, you're thinking, Yeah, okay. We need the points. You know, you if you're faster than me, go. Really? That like, much detail? Well. Wow. Because because normally your teammates trying to pass you, you don't give a rat. It's like, mate, you're not yeah. passing me. This is like, yeah, I, right. I'm not invested in the team. I'm invested yeah. in my world championship. Just ask Sebastian Vettel, eh? Yes. And, and Mark. So what's, Mark, what's his second name? Mark. The guy, the guy who used to drive for Red Bull. Mark Webber. Mark Webber, Webber. Yeah. yeah. Oh, multi-21. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, what about your knowledge coming in there? Hey, mate, I've, I've, Very got, nice. I've got a bit of back pocket F1 information. Anyway, F1 2020 comes out. Yeah. 10th of July, a little bit more to go in terms of development. So this is this is platform, PS4, Xbox, or is yeah, this PC game? Yeah, it's everything. I've been playing it on PC. It's like the beta's only available on PC. Yeah, right. So I've got the whole rig set up so at the office. It would be awesome on the PC. Yeah, it is actually. It's yeah, right. really, really good because you can have the wider screen. and yeah, nice. it's, it's very, very nice. Question without notice. Yeah. Is, is Daniel Ricciardo going to go to Ferrari or not? I don't think so. Because Vettel's leaving. Is that what he's saying? Yeah, so is Vettel's he? gone at the end of the yeah. year. It's either there's going to be one of three things happen at Ferrari. It'll either be Carlos Sainz from McLaren, yep. Daniel Ricciardo from Renault, or something crazy like Mick Schumacher, Michael's son, who's been doing very well in the in the uh, lower categories. He'd be super young, but I wow. I don't think Ferrari would do that. I think Ferrari 
would bring him into the academy and put him into some other team for a yeah, couple right. of years and then bring him into Ferrari, so like they did with Charles Leclerc. Yeah. But if the I TV had to news put, was saying he, well, he probably won't. If I had to put happen. money on it right now, I think Carlos Sainz is probably already signed with right. Ferrari and Daniel will go to McLaren. Would you would you uh, prefer him at Ferrari? Would that be a good move for him? Or is McLaren going to be... So he's, gonna, if he's, he's leaving Renault at the end of this year. I, I don't think there's much doubt that he'll leave Renault at the and end so of this McLaren year. And so McLaren are courting him too, are they? Or is that sort of already been yeah, going he, on for like He's one of the gun drivers. They, they yeah, don't right. want him. Okay. But see... McLa- Imagine oh, so him in a McLaren or, or a Ferrari do well, eh? Like, well, see, McLaren right now are doing well enough to get, you know, they're basically battling with, with Renault. Yeah. But next year they're going to have a Mercedes engine, so maybe they're going to be uh. faster next year. So, you know, there's some reason to think they could be better, but there's also reasons to think that would be bad because there's meant to be new rules next year, and I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. When are we going to see F1 back again? <laughs> have they set a date like the NRL? They, they they think they're going to they be doing something. They need Peter Valandis over there, mate. Get they're Peter Valandis over there. Something in Europe in July, but July really. Europe's yeah, still got some dramas, mate. I don't know. Like if you're Daniel Ricciardo stuck in your your uh, farm at Perth, yeah. safe. Was he in Australia? Is yeah, he yeah. Here? yeah right. Like, would you go back to Europe right now with COVID everywhere? Well, I don't know, mate. In two months, you might though. It's a long. If mate. it's work, if it work, duty calls like. Uh, that's got to take precautions, of course. But he's got, he's got to get an exemption from Border Force to leave the country. Yeah, true, right? So, well, you know, that's uh, these are the the issues we're going to face in the coming months, aren't we? Bring it on! Two blokes talking rubbish. Really, really quickly. Speaking Trip, of rubbish, uh, yeah, really quickly. Well, I'm just going to just talk about the Sennheiser momentum. Ah, true. You wrote, that should be T W two. You wrote S. <laughs> he wrote just just for the record. He wrote S W. S W looks like a Z to I me. I think Star Wars. It's Star Wars. That's what I thought Star Wars yeah, no, two. S W. No, it should be T W. Anyway, the Sennheiser momentum True Wireless two. These are the Sennheiser versions of the AirPods. Yeah. Call them, the AirPods Pro. Uh, these are packed with Sennheiser's... Look, they're 75-year-old company, Sennheiser, and we, we have do, done an episode with the Sennheiser people. And uh, this is the kind of the legacy product of theirs in, in terms of the earphones, not the headphones. Yep. They've managed to pack all this technology on board. Uh, I really like these. They're slightly bigger than normal earphones. They've got um, seven millimeter drivers on board, la- slightly larger battery as well. But I think that extra size is worth it. If, not not massively bigger, but slightly larger than your normal than your normal earphones. Uh, but what I really like about them too is how you can actually adapt the touch controls. So whatever the controls on the left and right. If you want to double tap to be your transparent hearing or if you want to double tap to be your voice Fully assistant, customizable. you can go to town and make it your own. Yep. So you're not locked into their own their own settings there. And they're very responsive too. It's not like some, some earphones you tap the side, just glance the side and it stops everything. These are... These are really nicely responsive, and even when you take an earbud out, it is smart enough to stop your music, and then when you put it back in, it put, it resumes right away as well. Sound quality is superb. These are, as you'd expect, Sennheiser. They really deliver. They 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 do have an equaliser in the app, but don't expect it to really change the sound too much. It, you might be able to tweak the bass and the treble, but I think they got the balance the, the balance pretty much right out of the box. So I I really like solid bass. Not not too over the top, just just really nicely balanced there. Beautiful clarity, nice. Whatever you're listening to, whether it's spoken word, whether it's music, anything else, just sounds fantastic on the go. And the noise cancellation too, one of the best noise cancellation in an earphone that I've heard. Very very nice, and also has that transparent mode too, if you uh, want to hear what's going on around you. And they're priced. Look, they're not cheap. They're four hundred ninety nine ninety five, so they're more expensive than the AirPods. 
and the Galaxy Buds Plus. But I think audio quality, they've, they've got, they, they play both off the break. The, the better audio quality than the Samsung and the, and the Apple. And I think noise cancellation, probably slightly better as well. So you are getting, in my opinion, a better pair of headphones. That's why they're more expensive. They do come in a little charging case that's covered in fabric as well. Nice little case that is slightly larger than the Samsung on the AirPod case, but uh, you do get up to 28 hours of usage uh, with that case as well. Well, so <coughs> I didn't hear a word you said, Stephen, um, because how much money did I put on Daniel Racing for McLaren? I don't know. It's just been announced. Oh, really? Just then? Yep. Breaking news on two blokes. Literally, seriously, just, he signed with McLaren. Just been announced breaking a Ricardo to replace Signs at McLaren. There's wow. no announcement from Ferrari or Signs, but clearly he's going to to Ferrari. Wow, um, that happened an, while we were talking. Yeah, now. I got an email from Renault saying uh, Renault and Daniel Ricciardo will not continue collaboration beyond 2020, and then immediately okay. McLaren announced that Daniel Ricciardo will race alongside Lando Norris for 2021. So who's and lead driver, form, mate? Formula One. That's a good question. Um, you know, I would I would argue Daniel is the lead driver and Lando yeah. is still the the youngster, but they'll cool. he's more like a mentor. And we just now await the um, the news from Ferrari. It's sad. Interesting. I would have liked to to have seen Daniel in the red. I would have liked to seen yeah. an Aussie in a Ferrari. That's all. Okay. At some point. But McLaren, they're no sh- they're not too shabby, are they? McLaren. <laughs> They're they're a big name. They're a big brand, but you know they're not yeah. exactly winning races right now. That's right. that's the problem for Daniel. He wants Maybe. to win a world championship. Yeah, of and, course, of course. But they they got a lot of money, so uh, good yeah. luck to them. <laughs> good luck. Congratulations. All right. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading another absolute crackerjack episode there, four hundred and thirty six. <laughs> and uh, don't forget to tune into the Tech Guide podcast next week for the four hundredth episode, Stephen. Oh please, yes. Send Tech Guide, there. my four hundredth episode. Yes, please uh, listen. It's uh, and um, we'll be back next week for episode four hundred and thirty. Deceptive.